from breakdown to breakthrough. In this episode, really, I'm sharing my own reflections, having had two weeks out of the office, so to speak. Yesterday was my first day back uh, following uh, a couple of weeks off. Firstly, because A, I was sick, I was unwell um, for a week, and then had a pre-planned holiday, uh, which ended up just being a period of recuperation. So I could, <laughs> I'll spare you of the gory details of my sickness, but I will comment on them, given the, given the context that which they uh, fell within. Um, but really want to share my own reflections from the time out in a kind of stream of consciousness kind of way. So I have no real distinct plan from this other than to really speak my mind about some of the observations I've had from having a digital and physical detox. Because during this period of time, firstly, you know, when I was physically unwell, physically sick, quite literally, uh, I just didn't have no inclination whatsoever to keep up with the news, to, to keep up with the latest developments when it comes to the various stories that we've covered over the last couple of years, whether it's the issues surrounding COVID and specifically more recently around the, the emerging developments that are ever unfolding around the uh, safety and efficacy of the vaccines. Uh, can't say that word out loud, but it's too late. I just did. Uh, and if you've never seen any of my content before, you might be thinking, why can't you say the word vaccine? Well, that's a long, complicated story, but I'll bring it into the into this discussion because the, 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 the issue of censorship is something that's weighed upon my mind over this period of time. Uh, but needs to say, I was, I was physically sick for a while and had no inclination to read anything remotely negative because it just felt like I needed to put something positive into my mind to help me recover whilst my body was physically breaking down. Um, essentially, I wasn't able to eat for a few weeks. Um, I, had, I had a sickness bug. And for those of you who have been loyal followers and listeners of the show, you may have heard me talk about my history of autoimmune conditions. I've had various manifestations of autoimmune conditions over the years from childhood psoriasis, a skin condition, through to, you could argue that having repeated tonsillitis is a, is a function of an autoimmune condition. I actually ended up having my tonsils out, which in adult life I now regret uh, um, for various reasons. And, you know, there's a whole conversation around that and how the healthcare system treats the, the symptom and not the cause. Um, uh, and then later in life, I had Crohn's disease, uh, diagnosed with probable Crohn's disease or possible colitis. Uh, in fact, the doctors were never sure. Uh, but I spent three, three and a half weeks in hospital when I was 21 years old. Uh, in the final year of my degree, <laughs> uh, I ended up having roughly six to seven weeks off my course whilst I was at university. Um, and this was in the hardy days of, of, of education. You know, we live in a very different time now of safe spaces and you know this cancel culture but i lived at a time where i was off six for like six seven weeks and they wouldn't give me any leniency towards my degree results i ended up some like one point off a first degree and didn't get any kind of buy for being sick and missing like significant portion of term but either way i had this uh crohn's disease at the time probable diagnosis now fortunately mostly i have not had any symptoms of that ever since but Anytime I get any form of sickness, having had that in a really significant and severe way when I was 21, I just get this paranoia that maybe it's coming back, maybe maybe it's maybe it's here again, uh, because I wouldn't wish that kind of experience on anyone. It's intense. Um, but I did have this intense period of illness. It literally, and this may fuel speculation, but it felt I felt poisoned. Uh, like Zach, my son, started with sickness. 
Uh, he was sent home from nursery on the Monday. Um, they, they called us up and said, look, he's got diarrhea and vomiting. Uh, he has to go home. Um, so he came home and, you know, Lizzie and I were fine for a couple of days. But then come Wednesday, I was starting to feel really, really under the weather. And for those of you who are part of uh, some of our community will know we hosted a two-hour workshop. It ended up being a two-and-a-half, nearly three-hour workshop that Wednesday evening. And literally, as I was approaching the end of that, you could hear my voice, like, fading out. <laughs> I was just so, like, this, 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 this illness was beginning to grip. Uh, and then the next day, that was it. Like, sickness symptoms, I don't need to go into detail there. But I, I actually felt poisoned. Like, I felt really poisoned. Uh, maybe it was food poisoning. I've never had radiation poisoning, but I literally felt completely violated. I was just like fever, like constant fever, like nothing would touch it, like raging headache, raging stomachache, like body aches, like completely physically, like just, just bedridden. I had no energy whatsoever. And then I had the DNV to go with that. Um, and not really able to eat. So it was a crushing and bruising week, to be quite frank. Now, there are plenty of worse situations one could be in. I always like to bring context to relativity, but I was pretty unwell for a week. Uh, I couldn't really eat, and it was not an enjoyable time. And then Lizzie and I were supposed to, and Zach were supposed to go on our first holiday, our first overseas holiday, that is. And again, privilege. <laughs> uh, you know, there's plenty of people who've never had the opportunity to go overseas. You know, I, I always you know, try and try and examine, you know, the context of these things, you know, it's first world problem, of course, but, you know, I've worked pretty darn hard over the last few years, those of you who followed along will know. Um, and, you know, there is a lesson in that due, due to the sickness and the vulnerability that, you know, that, that, that my, ter the terrain of my body was under as a result of putting myself under deep pressure, both mentally, emotionally, and physically over the last few years. Um, but we were supposed to go on our first break uh, our first holiday was Zach, like his first flight. And again, talking of privilege, I didn't have my first flight until I was 21 years old. Here's my son having his potential first flight age 21 months. You know, that's that's a real difference, which I'm really proud of because of what I've been able to achieve so far in my life that would have provided him with that opportunity. Um, uh, you're very grateful for my upbringing. Um, but, you know, there's, 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 there's a new, new, you know, hopefully now able to pay, provide opportunities to my son that, perhaps I didn't have when I was growing up, but, but again, very, very grateful for the upbringing I had many, you know, it wouldn't be who I am today if it wasn't for the upbringing I had. Um, but yeah, we were supposed to go on holiday our first trip since our honeymoon, Lizzie and I, when we got married in 2019, we had the real fortune of, of, of getting to Thailand for two weeks, beginning of 2020, just before <laughs> lockdowns hit, we literally got back into the country and a week later we're in the first lockdown. You know, that's the history. And I actually remember recalling back the beginnings of this before the pandemic podcast even began. You know, I was following this storyline of COVID right since the beginning, right since January, mainly initially for selfish reasons. I was worried about our honeymoon. I thought this thing better not get cancelled. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, we're really excited. Um, but yeah, fortunately, it didn't get cancelled. But you could, you know, it was almost every day, like we were seeing the side effects of the hysteria rather than COVID. You know, we were seeing like the hotel staff, like like one of the one of the two of the staff were like super like like using this like cleaning, cleansing their hands, and every like one of them was obsessive, like compulsive disorder, like sanitizing. So you could see the madness beginning to unfold, and you know, I started to track it at that point. 
Anyway, I've deviated somewhat, but the, the, the point was uh, we were supposed to go on our first holiday, real break, and, uh, and this was canceled due to illness. But we did end up taking this lovely time out. Lizzie and I and Zach had, uh, I took a bit of extra time to recover physically and Zach did as well. Um, but then we just had a wonderful time in our new hometown of Bournemouth, where we now live. And we have, we are blessed with wonderful weather, blue skies, wonderful sunshine, and, you know, just glorious weather. And we live in a beautiful coastal area here. So we got to really enjoy the coast, to relax, enjoy each other's company. Uh, when I could finally eat again, eat some nice healthy food and start to rejuvenate. And it was just totally necessary. Like I needed that break. And it was like life once again, put me on my ass to give me what I needed. Um, and, you know, there are easier ways to get the lesson. You know, a lot of the time, you know, in my prior career, prior to everything I've done the last couple of years, is asking myself the question, how do we go from zero to one? Meaning, like, how do we, how do we individually and collectively make decisions that for the betterment of our own life and the, for the lives of, uh, of others around us in our communities without having to hit like a period of trauma. You know, I used to go to lots of motivational talks. You'd hit, hear the speakers from stage and they would tell their stories of woe to, like, woe to win, you know, from pain to pleasure, how they'd gone through this transformation as a result of a traumatic experience, whether they'd had an accident, lost a loved one, gone through a major breakup. And, you know, there was something that gave them this like enlightenment moment of like, I've got to change. And a lot of the things I think about is how do we help more people get to that, particularly under the con conditions that we're living in right now. You could see the comfort zones that kind of people have lived within. The fact that, you know, we've had this period of time and like having that blessed, blessed period on the beach, like just loving life. And, you know, over the bank holiday weekend, there was these, uh, there was live music every day, like through the day and night. So you could, you know, as, as a family, Lizzie, Zach and I could really enjoy that. Just, for those of you who are parents know it's not easy to do that when you've got a a toddler or a baby and I was just thinking I was looking at all these joyous faces all these people and like literally the beach was rammed like it was rammed with people and I thought you know what many of these people had basically that opportunity taken away from them from governments in law for two years basically for two years even though like there was periods of restriction the psychology of it all meant that people just weren't socializing even if they were legitimately legally legally allowed to meet with one another Yet no one seemed to look back and with anger, you know. I know, like the classic song of uh, the Gallagher brothers, the Oasis song, "Don't look back in anger." But sometimes it's helpful to look back in anger <laughs> and say, "You know what? What happened wasn't right." Anyway, I told you this would be a total stream of consciousness. If you just joined in, I'm just literally ranting over over the, what's happened in the last couple of weeks. Um, but during that time, I had this lovely time off, got to rejuvenate, and you know, my message around this was like. Don't wait until life shoves you on the ass before you take the break. You know, one of my one of my commitments that I've made to myself. It's hard because literally de 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 day one back in the office yesterday, huge to do list, like massive inbox. And, you know, my team have been helping keeping things in check whilst I've been away. Uh, and Claire, who works on my inbox, thank you. You know, you, you've kept it under control. But still, you know, there's there's stuff to do, people to respond to, things that need doing, demands on my time. And it was like. Having this commitment, I'm going to come back. I'm going to be much more zen. I'm going to be much more relaxed. I'm going to simplify things. And it's like day one. All right. All right. I'll have to postpone that till tomorrow. <laughs> and even today, like today's full on. After this live, I'm going to go and uh, take care of my boy, have dinner. And then we've got a two-hour workshop this evening. So already, like, I'm straight back into the patterns that probably put me back on my ass last time. But this is a function. You know, this week I make an exception on the basis that I have fully recovered. I'm fully energized. I'm feeling really good. 
feeling really strong. Um, and the decision, like what I'm experiencing today is a result of the decisions I made yesterday, metaphorically. So, you know, prior to being sick, prior to having a holiday, this week was already planned in this way. And it's a function of prior decisions. And it's interesting because how much of our life is a function of decisions that we're making further upstream, like what's happened before us or decisions that we haven't made that's gone before us. So to me, it's now an opportunity to have a clean slate. And I have got a busy week because right after today's intense day, tomorrow, Thursday, traveling to Bath, four days of, of the Better Way conference. It's on for three days, but I'm going down there for uh, a fundraising gala in the evening and some, some private meetings. And then on the Monday, there's a, there's a social event that I'm going to participate in to, to, to really have some of the conversations I need to be having with a lot of the speakers about where we go next and you know, to, to really build the kind of network of people that's necessary to actually advance to the next kind of stage of, of development when it comes to a lot of the issues that we're working on. So it's a full-on week back. You couldn't, you couldn't have had a more intense week. But one of the key, key things I, I really, really want to live, live by moving forward is a much more, not, I don't like the term balance. I think it's, you know, balance is like one of those things like perfection when it comes to living our life. It's, it's an unobtainable standard. You know, how do you determine what is in balance? but certainly live a more holistic lifestyle, a more uh, um, meaningfully simplified lifestyle and, and looking at how I can maximize my impact through efficiency and effectiveness through the minimal effect of uh, action and, and how much can I delegate, how much can I work with other people upon? Because the reality is, you know, I mean, censorship, thank you to the 47 people who are watching live on here I honor you. Thank you so much for your support. The censorship means that, like, and I've, I've had some of my most loyal followers on Facebook say, where have you been? Like, where have you been? I'm like, I'm here. Like, I'm broadcasting every week, like, multiple times per week. <laughs> but censorship, like, Facebook, it's got, like, at least 90 days of, of, of restrictions on my account. That seems to me like a semi-permanent ban. And, and people who have been following loyally all of my content have said they haven't seen me for months. You know, this just, my, my content just isn't appearing. Again, first world problem. There are worse problems I could be dealing with. But, but the flip side of that is I put an enormous amount, okay, this is a stream of consciousness. I haven't done any deep prep for this one. I'm just, just riffing off my current reflections. But for the other content we create, whether it's the pandemic podcast, the Elevate podcast, the Uncharted Territory podcast, yeah, okay, I know what you're saying. You've got three podcasts, and you don't make life easy for yourself, and you're right. <laughs> It's got a lot to say, a lot to cover. There's a lot of issues in the world right now. It needs attention. Um, but put so much effort into the content, particularly around the research. There's a lot we could do to improve the quality, the lighting, the camera, visuals. Yes, there's a lot of development work to do there. But the raw content, the preparation that goes into it, the care and attention, the research, the cross-checking, the fact-checking, particularly around the pandemic podcast issues. We've been relentless on that for years so it becomes so disappointing and disheartening knowing that at some points during the last couple of years, we literally had like stadiums full of people watching live simultaneously. And then subsequently like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. And in some cases, millions of people watching individual pieces of content. And now the same amount of effort is going in, but we're getting like no traction because of the censorship plus other factors, you know, I'll confess we've you know, the last year or so deviating with the elevate, like, look, you know, really trying to find our path. Like what does elevate mean? How do we go beyond the issues in the pandemic? How do we, how do we actually move out of fear and move out of like fighting the old and start moving into some proactive, creative kind of 
trajectory. How do we do that? And, and, you know, kind of experimenting for a year, really, to try and figure out that direction and, and then coming full circle back to the pandemic podcast, knowing that there are so many developments now and people are striving. They want they want concise, trustworthy, credible um, insights into what's happening because there's loads of things happening. Plus, people want the kind of uh, backstory still because so many people are becoming awakened to what's happened finally. Uh, and, you know, the whole history, like the 500 episodes we created, you know, almost need to be recreated over again in short form content. Say this is why testing didn't work. This is why social distancing didn't work. You know, we need to go through almost like recount, re retrace our steps. So there's work to be done. You know, a couple of you are mentioning the WHO treaty in, in, in the comments well and truly on board of that. We've also got the central bank digital currency right now. You know, we did an episode on that on, on the Uncharted Territory podcast in recent weeks. Like 95% of the developed world is on is pursuing central bank digital currencies right now. Like the G the G20, like 19 out of 20 of the countries are at an advanced stage. Like there is a lot happening at once. We've got the WHO treaty, we've got the surveillance state, we've got the online harms bill in the UK. We've got the CBCD, uh, the Central Bank Digital Currencies. We've got the World Health Organization power grab. We've got the, the COVID public inquiry because the reality is if we don't learn the lessons, like there's all these issues and there are, there's a lot of great work happening. And this is, again, another reflection. You know, part of the work that I, that I was integral in, in helping to create during the course of the pandemic, as many of you know, were underground networks of groups and individuals and helping people to collaborate, connect and uh, uh, coordinate and, and, and co-create together because... You know, we can only go so far individually, but collectively working together, we can really make an impact. And, you know, we, there are these these pressure points that we need to start working on now. The vaccine story is urgent. The WHO issue is urgent. The, 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 the CBDC, uh, the central bank digital currencies is urgent. The online privacy issue is urgent. Like these are all huge, urgent issues and they need our attention. So that's another reflection of mine. It's going back to the basics, the fundamentals of, of, of what helped us uh, really make a difference over the last couple of years is, is building those networks, collaborations, coalitions to tackle these issues. And, and, and this time we can't be limited just to the UK. These are international issues. We now need to build cross-border networks and be really effective at navigating the personalities and egos and different viewpoints, bringing people together to really figure out how we can put those differences aside and work on the bigger, bigger issue. So in closing, because it's daddy time coming up, I've got to go take care of my boy. Um, before tonight's workshop, I've got to feed myself in between as well. Uh, the two main reflections is this. Number one, we have to be the change we want to see in the world. I have to live this message. You know, the burnout that I had, the breakdown that led to the breakthrough is, is you know, we've got to prioritize our health. You know, the last couple of years, I've got to prioritize my health, but it's, a, it's my wish for others too. You know, we look at this global health event that we've just had. It's clear we have health problems as a society, particularly in the Western developed world. You know, so I would like to help role model and lead that change, prioritize my own health and well-being from a physical, mental and emotional standpoint in a very holistic sense. Um, and that includes managing my time effectively and taking good, good rest and not overloading myself. All of these things I'm going to work hard and I'm going to document the process through the Elevate uh, podcast and the Elevate community. And the second thing is, how do we really start to now get consolidated and concise insights that really are credible how do we bring the most credible voices to the table to really 
really help educate people and bring awareness to the key issues that I've just alluded to. And there are more. <laughs> I know there's more. They'll end up in the comments. It's like, I know, I know, <laughs> I know we've got work to do. And then the third thing is, is how do we how do we build networks of people and work effectively together? And what's linked to that is then how do we empower the public, you know, who 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 you know don't have time to form these organizations and these networks? How do we empower the public to actually play their part in making a difference? And how do we equip um, our audiences, for instance, with the tools needed to be able to communicate effectively with others? Because that's that's been a huge breakdown, the polarization, the tribalization. You know, how do we how do we actually have empathetic conversations with one another, break down the barriers and actually start to come to the table together to, to analyze these issues? So um, my time is up on these on this reflections. I did want to cap at 15 and we're already at 20 minutes. Um, so there's more to say, uh, but I, I just wanted to kind of bring it up to, up, to, up to speed on where things where I've been in the last couple of weeks. And I've got a lot more to say about the future direction of what Elevate the Pandemic podcast and our various projects will take. Uh, so if you're not already on our mailing list, uh, do go ahead and join our mailing list at danastongregory.com forward slash pandemic. Um, we'll be hosting um, a update call, uh, a group update call in a, in a week or so, where I'm actually going to present the kind of story so far in brief and then where we intend to go next. And we'd love your feedback and your participation on that because uh, I've had a lot of time out, made some really interesting distinctions, having had a digital detox and my final point on this, on the digital detox, is, is this. Every single YouTube account I follow, every single Twitter account that I, I follow, and every single Substack and blog that I follow is full of negativity. It took two weeks off to make me realize just how negative the world has become. Really, who is out there right now talking in a positive sense about solutions? There are a few. There are out there. There are exceptions. But it's dr we're drowning in negativity. We're drowning in what's... What, what I used to say is CNN stands for constant negative news. Like how do we switch the dial? And the thing is, the hard thing is, and this is true, the perverse incentive system of online media is that people gravitate to pain more than they do pleasure. It, it, it's, it's hardwired into our kind of basic psychology. It's the chimp mind. You know, people, 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 no matter how awake and aware they are, still fall into the same patterns. We're all the same. I'm the same. How do we break free from that and actually now bring, bring a positive tone of voice? How do we bring a positive conversation? How do we bring solutions to the table and get people excited about that and make those things go viral rather than the noise and the fear and the sensationalism, which is happening on every side of the court of the story? How do we now start to create a more compelling narrative about what the future can look like and invite people into the conversation about how we create that? Because the reality is, it's what I'll talk about at the Better Way conference this weekend in my session on Sunday night is how do we break free from the psychology that keeps us stuck, that keeps us disempowered and disenfranchised? How do we liberate ourselves from that? How do we find the inner freedom necessary to actually find our power within, to actually create the kind of future that we want for ourselves, break free from the paradigms that we're subjected to and create our own paradigm that we will live by? That, in my view, is how we take control of ourselves, is how we create our own destiny, but it's also how we start to change the culture because... Politics is downstream from culture, and it's royally clear that culture is messed up right now. So we need to create a new culture. So um, it's down to us to do that. Culture is no more than a reflection of society and its component parts, of which you and I are all part of. 
So it's down to us to be the change we want to see. It's cliched, but it's true. So let's be the catalyst. Let's be the change. Let's bring the better way uh, forward. So uh, look out for the Better Way Conference this weekend. It's, 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 it's happening. Uh, if, you're, if you want to get a virtual ticket and you haven't got one already, go over to the Better Way Conference website. Use the code ELEVATE10. You can get 10% off the virtual tickets uh, and watch live from home. I'll be reporting from the event and sharing my insights uh, and I'll do a full recap next week. We may even pull together some of the speakers from the event uh, and do a, do a broadcast on that as well. So watch this space. I really got to go now. Thanks so much for tuning in. If you found this interesting, valuable, help me please break through the censorship, hit the share button, post this somewhere in the communities that you know that are interested in, in this type of story. It's important that we work together to get these messages out. I work my ass off to make this happen. And these technologies, are now uh, they, they, they should be liberating our conversations but they're restricting them. So I need your help. So please do hit the share button and I'll see you again very soon. Thanks again for tuning in. Uh, big love to you all. Uh, good to see you.